and welcome to the ministry and music of First Assembly of God in Trenton. This is Dr. M.D. Anderson. I'm the senior pastor inviting you to worship with us at 945 for Sunday School and family worship at 1040. The evening service is at 6 o'clock. On Wednesday evening at 7, there are activities for all ages. May God bless you now as we lift up the name of Jesus in song and ministry. No more. 
Keep a positive attitude. John 10 and verse 10, the last part of the verse says, Jesus is speaking. He says, I have come that they may, that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. More abundant life. Many of us really don't have the slightest idea what abundant life is. There's much more to it than being saved and knowing that you're saved. Now, I'm not diminishing the value of knowing that you're saved. You need to know that you're saved. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 19 says, If we who are abiding in Christ have hope only in this life, and that is all, then we are of all people most miserable to be pitied. If our only hope is in this life. So I, I, I'm not saying that we have hope in Christ only for here. Salvation is not just for here. That's what he's saying. We have experienced such a dramatic change in our life because we have been saved that we know there is a change, but that's not what it's all about. It's not all about here and now. Thank God it's not. I'm glad that my hope and my salvation goes beyond this world into another realm. Our salvation does, though, deal with the here and now. You can't lose sight of this in looking for your eternal hope, in looking for heaven, in looking for Jesus to return. You cannot lose sight that God wants you to enjoy abundant life right here and now. Abundant life talks about heaven, but it talks about the trip getting there. Philippians 1 and verse 6 from the Amplified, it says, And I am convinced and sure of this very thing. I like those word, that wording because we need to be convinced of this and we need to be absolutely sure of it. That he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ right up to the time of his return developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. You see, that's what the Lord is doing. That's what abundant life is. It's He started a work in us and He's still working. Do you know that Jesus is still working in you? Is He working in you? Is He still doing what He started doing? I'm glad for what He started doing in my life, but the work is not finished. In other words, Jesus is still working on me. If you're going to keep a positive attitude, you have to have an attitude. Hebrews 11. I know you don't have time to read that whole chapter of Hebrews right now. In fact, I don't want you to, but you can refer to it. When we consider the heroes of the Bible, and there are many of them there, they all had an attitude. Job had an attitude. He refused to lose trust in God. He knew that he would come forth or he would come out of this as pure gold. He knew that God was still working on him and working through him and working for him. So Job had an attitude. 
Noah had an attitude. I, I believe that if he was going to succeed, he had to have an attitude in the midst of a nation of people, people all around him that were unbelievers. He had to have an attitude that said, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to keep on pressing on. I've heard from God. This is what I'm going to do. Daniel had an attitude. He said, I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to bow. I'm going to keep holding on to my integrity. I'm going to keep on holding on to faith. And when he got into the lion's den, he had to hold on to his attitude. I believe God is going to keep me through this test. You need to keep looking at the heroes of faith. They kept a positive attitude of faith in Jesus Christ. This is that determined faith and trust in God that says, God, I am looking unto you. My faith is looking to you, and I am not going to give up. They kept a positive attitude of expectation from God. This is where our eyes are fixed on the Lord. You see, this is what faith is. Hebrews 11.1, 1, the NIV says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. The New Living Translation says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. So in other words, I don't see it yet, but I have this hope, and my hope is steadfast. It gives me a confidence in God. I believe God and I trust Him with my life. Therefore, I have this assurance that the things that I cannot see are coming. It's impossible to remain positive if you don't have faith in God. What is the definition of faith, expectation, and attitude? I want to define these. Faith is the absolute certainty in the trustworthiness of someone else, of another. Expectation is the confident anticipation that an event will happen. An attitude is a manner of acting, feeling, or thinking that shows one's disposition or opinion. Developing and keeping a positive attitude of expectation is a progressive process in our life. Your faith has to grow. Your expectation has to grow. You develop this by hearing and reading and meditating and speaking what God has said. If you will put the Word of God in you and let it start, let it start growing in you and meditate on the Word of God. God is the one behind our positive confession. God is the one who gives us heroes of faith who would not give up. They had an attitude and they trusted God. You see, they heard the Word of God. And they believed that God was faithful to what he said. You've got to do both. You've got to, first of all, hear what God says. And then you have to believe that God is faithful to what he said. They believed that what God had said he would actually do. And so they held on. They, they refused to give up on God. They refused to give up on what God said. They based their future, they based their life on what God said, not what circumstances said, not what their body said, not what other people said. They had a bold assurance that God was true, that God was faithful, and what God said, it would come to pass. That is faith. 
Hebrews 10 verse 35 says, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. How do you keep a positive attitude? We have to keep coming back to God's Word. You have to stay focused on what God has said. Friends, we have got to develop this confidence in what God's Word says. You can discount what anyone else says, but you cannot discount at all what God has said. What God has said, He is able also to do. God is faithful to His Word. In Mark chapter 5, verse 26 through verse 34, it tells a story of a woman who had an issue of blood. Now, I don't understand all of what happened in her life. In fact, the Bible does not really give us a whole lot of background about this woman. It tells us that she was sick. She had an issue of blood, whatever an issue of blood is. What I understand, she had a bleeding problem of some kind. The Bible does not even tell us what the bleeding problem was. But she was, she was sick. She had gone to doctors, and the doctors had done everything that they could. In fact, the Word of God tells us that she had suffered many things of her physicians. They had brutally treated her, trying to solve the problem that she had, but they were not able to do anything that they tried. Anything that they tried was unsuccessful. But she heard a rumor, a story, that she decided to believe. Someone said, Jesus, the Messiah, is indeed the Son of God. And He is here. And this little woman had just enough faith. She, she put it in her heart. I believe. You, you see, this is the problem with most of us. We have too much word and we don't act on any of it. She had a very little word and she acted on it. She didn't have all of the scripture that we have. She just had the witness of one or two of what Jesus had done. But she believed the report. And when she believed the report, it brought this woman into action. So she did not consider the weakness of her own body. And she did not consider the press of people that was around Jesus. She pressed through the crowd. And she had a faith that stayed fixed on the Lord. It was focused on Jesus Christ. And she said, I know that if I can just touch... She didn't even say, if I can touch his body, I will be healed. She said, if I can just touch his clothes, that is, that is positive faith. This woman said, no one told her that this would work. No one said that this was the thing to do. But she had a faith in her that focused on this. And she was positive in her faith. It brought her to an action. When you get a positive attitude of faith and expectation, you need to do something. James chapter 2 and verse 17 says, So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, inoperative, dead. So if we say we have faith and we do nothing about it, friends, your faith is worth nothing. You can have all of the faith that there is, and we have defined faith. And you can say, oh, I really trust God. But if you do nothing with that trust in God, and you do not act, your faith is invalid. This woman heard a little, and she acted on it. Psalms 62 verse 5 
says, My soul, wait patiently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. Here is our expectation. I'm looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the completer of my faith. I am looking to Him who is able to save. I'm looking to Him who is able to heal. I'm looking to Him who is able to keep. I'm looking to Him who is able to supply. That's my Jesus. In Mark chapter 2, verse 1 through 12, there's a story of a paralytic was not able to help himself, but he had four friends. They had also heard a little. When they got to the house where Jesus was, they came for the healing of this man. The house was not only filled with people, but there were people all around outside, and so they could not get to Jesus. They were unlike the lady that we just looked at. When they tried to get to Jesus, she pressed through, but there was no way that they could press through, so they said, we are not giving up. We are going to get something from the Lord. Their expectation brought them to a place where they had to do something about it. You know, if you really expect God to do something in your life, you're going to take some action. The problem with many of us in the church world today is we do not really expect God to do something. If you come expecting God to do something great, I believe that expectation, that anticipation of God being there and doing something in your life, it sets you up for a miracle. The man on the cot had to be just as much of a participant as the others. They said, let's take him up on the roof. He says, "Uh, wait a minute, guys. I don't know if I can trust you to get me up on the roof. I'm on this cot. I don't know if they tied him to it or if they just lifted him up, however they could get him up there. It, it doesn't say. But he, he along with him, all five of these men had a faith believing that if they could just get to Jesus, see their attitude, they were not going to give up because they ran into a roadblock. They were not going to give up because it looked negative. They were not going to give up because there were all of these signs that you're not getting to Jesus. They said, we're pressing through the crowd we are going to get to the Lord here are three keys to keeping a positive attitude turn to Joshua 1 verse 8 this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success I want us to look at these three steps Uh, First of all, we're going to consider positive meditating on what God has said. Second, positive speaking about what God has said. And then third, positive doing about all that is written. First, positive meditating on what God has said. You shall meditate on it day and night. We have used this verse of Scripture many times in this series. Proverbs 23 and verse 7. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If you want to stay positive, you have to think positively. There is nothing more positive than God's Word. I counter with positive atheism. I don't see how you can be a positive atheist. I can be a positive Christian because I can put my faith in a God who is real. 
I can put my faith in a God who answers prayer. Philippians 4 and verse 8, the New American Bible says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. You need to develop a positive meditating system of some kind. Now, I'm not getting you into Eastern thought. I'm getting you into the Word of God. You need to get the Word of God into you. David meditated on the law of God day and night. It is when we keep God's Word in us that it will keep us. It is the thing. The Word of God is the thing that will cause you to be able to overcome in a negative world. You need to fill your mind with God's Word. You can say, I went to the house and there were so many people around, I couldn't get in. Or you can say, I tried to get it into my life. I tried to get to Jesus, but I had this weakness and I couldn't get to him, so I gave up. You can use your weakness if you want to. You can use your excuse as long as you will. Or you can say to yourself, I'm rising up. I'm going to get above this thing. I'm going forward in Jesus Christ. I know that He's going to enable me. And start, start applying yourself. It takes some application of the Word of God to your life to accomplish this. You need to define what God says about you. Psalms 77 and verse 12 says, I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. All the way back in the Old Testament, he was saying, I need to meditate. I need to think about all of the good things that God has done. There's nothing, friends, that's going to cause you to be more positive in your life than start looking at what Jesus Christ has already done. Do what you can. You start writing down some things that Jesus Christ has done in the Word of God, what miracles you have seen, what answers to prayer, how God has supplied needs, how God has helped, how God has brought people through difficult situations because Jesus Christ has done some wonderful things and we need to put those thoughts in our mind and meditate on them day and night and think about how great of a God we serve, that He was able to dry up the Red Sea that he was able to feed all of those millions of people through a desert experience and none of them starved. If the Bible says that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, then what should you act like? The righteousness of God. You, sh you should raise the bar. Listen very carefully. We have allowed for our blunders. We have said, this is the way that I have always been. And in doing so, you are saying to yourself, this is the way that I will always be. You need to get in your mind what God's righteousness does to you. What God's Spirit does to you. If you don't know, you need to just read the Bible and see what it did in other people's lives because it will do the same in you because we are no different than they were. So we must act on what God has said. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and 2 says, if you fully obey the Lord, your God, and carefully follow all His commands, I give you today, the Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations on earth.
all these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. You need to mark that verse of Scripture down. Read it from any translation. Read it from multiple translations and get it into your mind. If you will obey the Lord, if you will do what He says, He has promised that He is going to bring blessings upon your life. There is nothing more positive for you than that verse of Scripture. Isaiah 1 and verse 19 says, If you are willing and obedient, you will eat from the best of the land. I'm talking about living the abundant life. I'm talking about living the overcoming life. What would have happened in any of the illustrations that I use if they would not have taken positive action? If Noah would have said, you know, that was indeed God. God spoke to me. If he would have gone around and told everybody, hey, God told me to build an ark. And, and this is the dimensions of it. This is what it would look like if I would build it. I've got such a beautiful picture of this thing in my mind. God was so, so clear in his definition. I know what it would be like, and he didn't do it. He could have talked until his face turned blue and never seen his family saved. He would have died in the flood. If the woman with an issue of blood would have had that faith that said, you know, I hear about Jesus. He's healing people. He's raising people from the dead. He's doing some wonderful things. People that have got close to him have been healed. I believe that if I could touch the hem of his garment, I would be healed. And she just sat in her house and said, you know, that would really be great. I wish Jesus would come by so I could touch him. I'm waiting on Jesus. I'm too weak. He says, if you believe, do something. The men that carried the man up to the top of the house, I think the results are the same. And there are many other illustrations in the Bible that are true to this that we have to, first of all, hear the Word of God. We have to start speaking the Word of God. And then we have to start doing something. You may do it and it may be wrong, but do it. Don't, don't be caught doing nothing. If you don't do something, you're not going to get the results. You can talk about it all you want. You can talk about revival. You can talk about being prepared. You can talk about building up yourself in this most holy faith, but it takes some action. We've got to learn to bend our knees. We've got to learn to call on God. We've got to learn to crack the book. We've got to learn to get close to Jesus. We've got to learn to press ourselves forward. You're going to have to start doing some stuff you don't feel like doing. It's not because we feel like it that we do it. It's because we expect that as we obey, that God is going to do something that is beyond what we are able to do. We're going to reach a place where God comes into action because we have taken Him at His word. You know, God will never allow you to do more than what He will do. Try to outgive God. Try to outdo God. You can't do it. Try to reach more people than what God is willing to reach. You can't do it. Try to believe for a greater revival than what he's willing to give. You'll not be able. We have got to develop this positive attitude about us that says, God, these are the last days. It's my turn. I trust you have been blessed by the words of inspiration and encouragement. It is the goal of First Assembly to minister to you at your point of need, to bring people to Jesus 
to develop them to Christ-like maturity and equip them for life. This is a place of worship, study, service, and fellowship. Come and worship and magnify the Lord with us at 1107 East 11th Street, where there is a place for you.